Good morning, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Phrasal Verb Podcast. The what? This is a podcast dedicated to phrasal verbs which came up in the recently released episode number 28 podcast, An Authentic English Conversation with Katie. So in that great podcast, myself and Katie just spoke about anything and everything. And, you know, we spoke about uh, her van life and we spoke about biking. And when I was looking over it and listening to it once or twice, I came across a lot of different phrasal verbs that I think are going to be absolutely great for you. So sit back, relax, and just listen to this random podcast, or this, not random, but listen to this podcast, which is based on the phrasal verbs from episode number 28. So in that podcast, there were some great phrasal verbs that came up, which is why I'm making this analysis video. I've singled out a couple of the phrasal verbs that I think are like worth having their own video for, and that's what we're doing here. So the ones that we're really going to look at are like rely on, to back away, to suss out, to pimp, or to kit out, blow away, settle in, bucket, as in B-U-C-K-I-T, slam down and camp out. So there's quite a few different phrasal verbs coming up in this video. And I really hope you enjoy them. So grab a pen and paper, sit back, relax, and uh, yeah, just enjoy. Thank you. Okay, so let's get started. So, here are some of the phrasal verbs that we're going to talk about. And as you can see, the very first one is camp out. To camp out. C-A-M-P-O-U-T. To camp out means that you're going to stay somewhere overnight, usually outdoors. So as you know, I live in Canada. And in the summer, I camp out a lot. Like, a lot, lot. I love camping out for a couple of days in the summer. I haven't really camped out in the winter in Canada, mainly because I've never camped out in snow. And yeah, it would just be really cold. Like, very, very cold. However, I did have some friends who made, like, a snow cave. And... It's like kind of warm on the inside, but that's not relevant right now. To camp out is to sleep outdoors for a couple of nights. Now we can use it in a wide variety of ways because like, let's imagine that there's a big concert happening. I know it's been a while since we went to a concert or even thought about going to a concert. But if for example, there is a big concert happening and you really want tickets, you might need to camp out the ticket shop the day before. Now, I realize that the majority of ticket sales are done online, but I remember when myself and my friend camped out to get Paul McCartney tickets. And we stayed up for way too long. We were in line for way too many hours, but we did get our tickets because we camped out. You know, when, when Big Friday happens, Big Friday, excuse me, when Black Friday happens, sorry. So when Black Friday happens, a lot of people camp out 
at the big stores like Costco, like Target, Best Buy or any of these places where you can get good deals, people camp out in advance. So have you ever camped out? Have you ever camped out for a product, for a movie, for a concert ticket? Have you ever camped out in the wild, which is the type of camping out that Ronan does, that I like to do? So to camp out is a phrasal verb, which means you stayed outdoors. You stayed somewhere overnight outside in the wild with the animals. It's a beautiful thing to do. I encourage you all to camp out at some point. So that was the first phrasal verb, camp out. The second phrasal verb on the list is slam down. Slam down. S-L-A-M-D-O-W-N. And this is a phrasal verb which we can use for a lot of different things. In this case here, in the podcast that we just listened to, to slam down was an accident. To slam down means to hit something very hard. In this podcast, Katie talks about when she was riding her bike and she slammed down on the ground really, really hard. That means she hit the ground really, really hard. So hard that, like, from her fall, she slammed the ground, she hit the ground, she slammed down, and she went over the bars on her bike, over the handlebars. So that's a pretty bad injury. So Katie slammed down on the ground. But she was lucky because she wasn't extremely hurt. She wasn't dead and her back wasn't broken. So that that's good. Now, if you're drinking beer and you finish your drink, you might slam it down on the table. You know, there's that scene in Thor, the Marvel movie, where he's on Earth and he drinks Coke or something like that. And then he slams his glass down on the floor. He breaks his glass and orders a new one. I don't know if you've seen Thor, but it's in the movie there. So to slam down has many meanings. Like, I'm going to say that a lot. But to slam down, in this case here, means to hit the ground really hard. And in this podcast, Katie had a little accident on her bike. Not a major one. And she slammed down onto the ground. So she hit the ground super hard. Whenever I played rugby as a kid, it was my job to slam people down. And that means to hit people and to get them onto the ground. Certain sports require that. So that is slam down. I slammed, you slammed, he, she, he, she slammed down. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so the next one that we're going to look at is bucket. B-O-O-K-I-T. And to bucket is to go somewhere very, very fast. Okay, to go very quickly to get the hell out of there. You know, we're talking about being in the wild in Canada. We're talking about being in the wilderness. We're talking about being in some dangerous situations with wildlife, potentially dangerous, maybe dangerous. And for example, if you're out in Canada in the wild and you come across a bear, be very careful. 
If you come across a bear and her cubs, you should probably buck it if they haven't noticed you. And that means you should get out of there pretty fast. You don't want to be there. Uh, in the podcast, Katie said that she books it to the hotter climates when Canada gets cold. So if you book it to the hotter climates, that means you go there fast. So in this podcast, Katie describes how, hey, when it starts to get cold in Canada, that's when she gets up and she goes fast towards the United States where it's still warm. So I booked it to the beach as soon as I arrived. When it gets cold in Canada, Katie bucks it to the hotter climates. When I heard the police coming, I bucked it. I ran away. I got out of there as fast as possible. John bucked it when his wife came home because he was with his girlfriend. That's not good for John. You might be walking up to a house and a dog comes out and starts barking at you and starts chasing you. Well, if a dog starts to chase me, I'm going to buck it. I'm going to get out of there. Bucket. Great phrasal verb. Or if you're hunting in Canada, or if you see a deer or a moose, and then suddenly they notice you, hopefully they will buck it. Hopefully they will get out of there. Because you don't want to mess with a moose or a deer or something. You want those animals to buck it. You want those animals to get away from you. To buck it. The next one underneath that is settle in. Settle in. S-E-T-T-L-E. To settle. To settle in is to feel comfortable in a place. To settle in is to make a place feel at home. If you are settled into a location, that means a place has welcomed you. You know, you feel like you belong in this place. But if you're not able to settle in, or if you're having difficulty settling in somewhere, it doesn't feel comfortable for you. It doesn't make you feel safe. It doesn't make you feel welcome. It doesn't make you feel wanted. So if you're living in a town, and you imagine you move to a town. So I think the example I have here is I never really settled into Toronto. Or I never really settled in in Toronto. It did not take long to settle into BC. So that was a reference to when I moved to Toronto. And at first, it wasn't easy to settle into Toronto. You know, it's a massive city. Absolutely gigantic city. I'm not used to cities. Nor is my girlfriend. Not cities of this size. Um, there was no mountains. No forest nearby that we could just walk to and get away from reality if we wanted. So that made it more difficult to settle in. The fast pace of the, the city, how, how fast everything was in this city, how it's go, 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 made it difficult to settle in in Toronto. So, if you can't settle into a place, you need to revise why you're there. You need to think, is this place for me? And we did that, and it wasn't. So then we moved to British Columbia, and... As soon as we arrived, we were settled in. The lifestyle here is very different. You know, we got a good base of friends now. 
that will help you settle into a place. Have you ever gone somewhere where it was easy to settle in? Have you ever gone somewhere where it was difficult to settle in? I'd love to hear your stories. Because I've moved a lot. And sometimes I find it easy to settle in. Sometimes I find it difficult. I was just saying there how, or just thinking how, when we moved to BC, to British Columbia, we settled in immediately. We knew straight away that, damn, this place is cool. You know, it took a while, but we got a good group of friends. And that will always make it easier to settle into a place, to make somewhere feel like home. We're very close to nature, to the mountains, which is exactly what we wanted. So... Have you ever had an experience where you found it difficult to settle into a new city or a new environment or a new job, maybe? Do you have a time when you found it so easy to settle into the new job? To get used to the new job, to get comfortable in the new job? Because we can use settle in not just for moving to a place, but for moving into a new a new environment, like a new job, a new office, a new place to go to work, a new place to do everything like that. Settle in. Great phrasal verb. And the phrasal verb underneath that, that I'm looking at, is blow away. And this is a phrasal verb that, of course, has infinite meanings. And we could be talking about the wind we could be talking about a defeat or something like a football game. But in this case here, related to this podcast, Katie said that she was blown away by the trails in Kelowna. The trails in Kelowna blew Katie away. She wasn't expecting much from them, but she was pleasantly surprised. So in this instance, in this podcast, Blow away means to be really impressed by something. You were not expecting to be impressed by it, but then you were impressed by it. So Katie was blown away by the trails in Kelowna. Before coming to Kelowna, she did not think the trails were going to be amazing. She did not think the trails were going to wow her. But after being here for a short time, and realizing that there's many trails to go to, she was blown away. So think about it for you. When were you really impressed by something that you were skeptical of at first? When were you blown away by something? Can you think of a movie that has blown you away in the past? Can you think of a time you visited a museum, a city, a concert, and it blew you away? Because that's how we use it. You know, it's not a very formal phrasal verb or anything like that, but it's like someone says, hey, how was the concert at the weekend? Oh man, I was blown away by the concert. It was amazing. You know, about three years ago, myself and my partner, we went to um, Las Vegas. I was blown away by that city. She was blown away by that city. 
we had no idea how good it was until we actually got there and realized, shit, this is a cool place. Honestly, Las Vegas, 10 out of 10 would go back. That city blew me away. The casinos blew me away. Everything that goes on there blew me away. So, I don't know about you, but just think about a movie. Think about a restaurant you went to. Think about something that really impressed you. Really, really, really impressed you. It blew you away. Then think about something that you were, like, not expecting to be good before you got there. Think about something that you thought was going to be terrible. Think about something that you had a bad feeling about, and then you got there, and guess what? It's amazing. Have you ever been somewhere like that, where you were pleasantly blown away by something because it was so good? So to be really impressed by something, blow away. All right, so now we're looking at uh, pimp out or kid out. To pimp out, P-I-M-P-O-U-T. To kit out, K-I-T-K-I-T-K-I-T-O-U-T. To kit out is to make something look very glamorous. Katie pimped out her Sprinter van. So, for anyone who doesn't have pictures or, or hasn't seen Katie's Instagram, she has a Sprinter van. A Sprinter van is one of these big, huge vans that, like, I would be able to stand up in it, and I'm six foot one, and I'd be able to stand up in the back. So, she doesn't have just a regular Sprinter van. She got her Sprinter van pimped out. You know, a lot of people get these vans for work, as a work vehicle. But she got this van to live in. So if you want to live in a van, you obviously need to do a bit of work. And that means getting the bed set up. Getting a place to cook. Getting a place to shower, if that's your thing. It means being able to store everything you have around the van. That is to pimp out. That when you do that work, when you make it beautiful, you're pimping it out. You're pimping the van out. Now, this is a very, very informal phrase to pimp out. Kit out might be a little more less informal, a little more formal. This one is. So if we say Katie kitted out her van, or I kitted out my van at the weekend for camping. And that means that you prepare your van for camping. Katie has a van that's permanently kitted out. Her bed is permanently there now. It's not something that you take in and take out every time you use it. Because she lives in her van. She lives in the van she kitted out. She got the van kitted out. I need to kit out my van. So, I mean, I would love that lifestyle. I would love to get a van like she has done and kit it out and just get it looking beautiful and warm enough that you can live in. I mean, that is something I really got to do. And I can't wait to pimp out a van, to kit out a van and hit the road. It's going to be good. 
So following that, we have the phrasal verb suss out. To suss. S-U-S-S-O-U-T. And to suss out uh, means to examine something and to decide if it's good or bad. It's a, it's a quite common phrasal verb. We, you know, we use it in passing a lot. So uh, Katie sussed out a company in Nelson, British Columbia to see if, uh, if they would pimp her van out, to see if they would help her with the van. If you go to a new town, you might want to suss out some good, uh, some good places in the new town. You know, are you going to suss out the best place to get a burger? And that means you're going to examine the city. You're going to look out for different places to get a burger. And you're going to decide if it's good or bad. So, I can hear my dogs barking. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So, suss out is to decide if something is good or bad. To suss out, like, uh, if I go to a new city, I want to suss out all the nice places to eat. If I'm on holidays, I'm going to suss out the historical spots, the museums. I'm going to go to them and I'm going to look around and be like, is it good or bad? So, to suss out is to search for to examine something. To back away. Well. Uh, to retreat from something that may be dangerous. Have you ever been in a situation with an animal where you needed to back away? Have you ever needed to back away from a situation you thought was going to get dangerous or violent? Have you ever had to back away from a serious incident? Like if there's a fire, you might want to back away. To back away means to retreat from something that may be dangerous, as I said. And in Canada... In this podcast in particular, we spoke about Katie and how she has come across bear cubs and a mama bear, and she was smart because she backed away. Let me tell you right now, you need to back away from certain animals in Canada. If you don't back away from them, you're looking for trouble. It's a recipe for disaster. So in Canada, if you come across a bear, yeah, you don't turn and run. Because that means the bear will just chase you, because I don't know why, that's what they do. If you see a bear, you should back away slowly. And hope they don't see you. In this case here, Katie came across bear cubs and a mama bear, and yeah, she backed away. She didn't book it. She backed away slowly. And so to back away means to retreat, to stay away from something that is dangerous, to actively put distance between yourself and something dangerous, is to back away. Not turn away. Not turn and run. But back away, which means to walk backwards slowly. Rely on. Okay, so if you rely on something, you need it in order to complete an action or to be safe. You know, Katie was talking about when she was looking for a van. You need to buy a van that you can absolutely rely on. Have you ever had a vehicle 
that you couldn't rely on? If you can't rely on a vehicle, it means that you don't trust that it's going to get you to where you need to go. Because it might break down. Because the tires might be flat. Because the battery might be dead. I think we all know someone who's had a car at some point that you could not rely on it at all for anything. You know, it's very important in Canada and if you're driving into the mountains that you have a car that you can rely on. Because you do not want to be driving up some of the roads or highways in Canada and suddenly have a problem with your car. You need to rely on it, absolutely. You know, in the podcast, Katie said that she um, she saw a lot more people who were out biking this year compared to other years, mainly due to COVID, because the gyms and swimming pools are not open. So in that case there, she made the point that many people rely on swimming pools and gyms to stay healthy. Do you rely on swimming pools and gyms to stay healthy? Because that's an interesting one. You know, we all thought that it was a good idea to rely on these places to stay healthy. And then when the pandemic hit, we couldn't rely on them anymore. So you might also rely on a person. Now, it's a little different to rely on a person. If you're relying on a person, you are really trusting that person to do something, to get something done, to be there for you. I can rely on my parents, no problem. I can rely on them. If they say they'll do something, they'll absolutely do it. I can't rely on John. He never does anything when he's supposed to. He says he'll do it, but he doesn't. He's flaky. He's not trustworthy enough, for example. So to rely on is to need something in order to complete an action or be safe. Babies rely on their parents. Many people rely on swimming pools and gyms to stay healthy. I rely on my medicine to keep me safe. I rely on my doctors. I always tell them the truth. And they always cuss me out of it. So, phrasal verb, to rely on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that. That is the Authentic English Conversation Analysis Podcast, where we looked at all the different phrasal verbs in episode number 28, An Authentic English Conversation with Katie. So, in this phrasal, in this podcast, we looked at all the different phrasal verbs. And one thing that you can do, if you enjoyed it, is to share it with a friend, to pass it on to someone else, to post it on social media. You can catch me on YouTube. You can catch me on Instagram. You can go to my website, www.englishwithronin.com. Transcripts will be available very, very soon. So check the website and check my Instagram. And thank you for listening. I really hope you learned some new phrasal verbs in this podcast. See you later, folks.